God is Love. The new single from Steve Dalton and the Leviticus Singers of Charlotte is available now. Get your copy anywhere that media and music can be downloaded. No matter what you've done. Coming up on today's Finding Peace Within podcast. You don't pray and say, Lord, what should I do? What steps should I be taking? Should I be um, looking for another job? Or should I just stay, just stay steadfast, knowing that you're working all things out for my good? A lot of times we want to run, not knowing the grass is not greener on the other side. So get your pen and your pad as we continue to take this journey to finding peace within together. Hello everyone and welcome back to Finding Peace Within podcast with Lisa L. Dalton. I am your host, Lisa L. Dalton. Let me first say Happy New Year to everyone. Today is 1-1-2020. And finding peace within will still be going strong if the Lord says the same for the year of 2020. Finding Peace Within podcast was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do we do that? By studying the word of God and meditating on his word daily. Today, I am excited about what God is um, going to be sharing with us today. I thought it would be great to talk about um, the importance of prayer and meditation. I know I've spoken about prayer and meditation before in the past, but I think it's important that we um, start off our year right, not just with working out and eating healthy and um, making resolutions that we know we're not going to keep. But uh, when we set time aside for the Lord and the things uh, of the Lord, Um, It shouldn't be a resolution. It should be a commitment, something that we have um, taken a lot of thought to and have put a lot of thought into doing, and that is spending time with him. I know if um, I'm married to my husband, Stephen, and we never spend time together, I will probably begin to question if he really loves me or if I really love him. Our Father God probably won't question whether we love him, because he loves us regardless but we should be questioning whether we love him the way we say we do when we don't find time to spend with him so in today's lesson um, I'm going to be sharing some thoughts that the Holy Spirit gave to me about prayer meditation and I will be sharing some scriptures with you that will help you uh, understand the importance of our mind, the spirit, and the body, and how it all comes together when our soul really connects with the Lord in in that morning, whether it's morning meditation, afternoon meditation, evening meditation, the important thing is you are spending time with the Lord. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you today for who you are, Lord. We recognize you for being our Lord and our Savior and our King. We thank you, O God, for the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for our sin, the sins that we've done, and the sins that we don't know of yet. 
We thank you for him going to hell and snatching the key of death for us so that we can have eternal life with you. We thank you for allowing us to see another year of 2020, another decade, another opportunity to let your light shine through us, another opportunity for us to make it right and get it right with you. For those of us that are still struggling in areas, it is a time yet available to us to find deliverance and healing. We ask that you be with us on today as we go through this word of study, of understanding the importance of spending time with you and um, the importance of finding time in our day to meditate and to hear your voice. We love you in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. I believe in doing it three times. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. (laughs) Yes, three times. Okay, let's get right into our lesson. Um, prayer and meditation. Prayer, as we know, is communication with the Lord. And meditating part is where the Lord talks to us. So prayer is where we talk to him. And when we're meditating, we're hearing um, back from him. So we talk about the mind, um, the spirit being in the body. And with the mind, uh, the will and the emotions. So our mind and our body and our spirit is controlled by our will and our emotions this makes up the human soul when we when we are living in god and god gives us order our spirit connects with him um, through the soul via the holy spirit expressing himself to the world through us making known his presence we know uh, jesus is not going to come back on earth and walk Um, with uh, us as he did in the bible days we are now his voice piece but we have to find time to hear his voice in order to say what it is he wants the world to hear again he uses willing vessels and we are that willing vessel Uh, we should make right choices that's one thing we should do is make right choices let's go to deuteronomy 30 if you have your Bibles, let's pull it out. And we're going to do Deuteronomy. U-T, Deuteronomy 30. Search. These electronic Bibles, aren't they great? <laughs> Deuteronomy 30. Let me put this in here. 30. There we go. Deuteronomy 30 and 14. 14, 14. Here we go. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. So you see, the Bible says that the word is very near to us. In order for something to be very near and dear to us, we have to spend time with it and um, and take pride in it. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart, so you must obey the word. So it's saying that, Once we get the word of God in us, once we get the word of God in our mouth and in our hearts, because the Bible also says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you know to do good and you know to do right, you must obey it. The spirit man is the light that searches the soul of a man. When revealed, the man then has to decide to choose right from wrong should i stay or should i go when we know to do right 
So once the word gets into our mouth and it's embedded in our hearts, we know what to obey. And we want to always obey the word of God. Now, when it comes to, to speaking with the Lord, I know a lot of people I know, they say, Lord, I come as humbly as I know how. But we should be going before the Lord boldly because Hebrews uh, 4 and 16. Let's go there. Hebrews 4 and 16. Let's type that up. It goes 4 and 13. 4 and 16, actually. Let's go. Hebrews don't you just love studying the word? I do. Hebrews 4 and 16. It's the best book that has ever been written. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. And when you have confidence in something, you stand strong, you stand boldly, you can look a person directly in their face, and you can say whatever it is you need to say without fear or trembling. And that's how the Lord wants us to come to him. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Say that we so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And you, we know the grace of God is that which comes to help us and to cover our sin until we get it right. And I always say grace is only for a time. It's just like on a job. If you have a seven-minute grace period to clock in, then you need to get to work within that seven minutes. But if you continue to clock in after that seven-minute grace period, like three or four times, there, is, there will be consequences, most likely a write-up. And if you keep doing it, you're going to lose your job. So it's just the same way in the word. His grace is sufficient for all things. But when we grow in grace and in the knowledge of, we now don't have an excuse for not doing what we know to do. Prayer is our approach to God and we are to come boldly. Uh, some people approach God meekly uh, when asking him to meet their needs. Others pray without direction, giving little thought to what they say. We should come boldly before God. He is our father and our counselor. I know sometimes when I, um, when I, was, a, when I was a child and I would ask my dad or my mom for something, um, most of the time my dad, because, you know, he's the, the stern one. And we would be scared to go to him. It's like, Mama, can we talk to Daddy? You know, because she would say whether or not he was in a good mood, if he was tired and didn't want to be bothered. You know, we didn't want to go to him if he was in a bad mood. So we would always ask him, ask Mom, what kind of mood is he in? And we would always, you know, tiptoe, Dad, I wanted to know if I could have blah, 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 if I could go blah somewhere, whatever. And if he was in a bad mood, the answer would be no. And if he was in a good mood, the answer would be yes. But isn't it good to know that we don't have to be afraid to go to our Father God and ask him for anything? Because he, first of all, he already knows what the need is, but he wants us to come to him and ask him for it. So we shouldn't be afraid to ask God for what we want. So prayer reflects our dependence on God. That's 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and 15. So let's go there. 2 Chronicles. Let's back up. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 and 15. 
Hebrews. That's in the Old Testament. I've been battling this sinus headache and um, with the weather change. One day is cold. One day is hot. Second Chronicles 7, 14. Here we go, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. If my people. So the Lord is talking to Solomon here and he is saying um, in verse 13, when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. If my people, so he's saying, I've, I've created, I've done all this bad stuff to the land. But if my people who are called by name, by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. It's the same way. And I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. So when we as people, whether you're a child of God or not a child of God, of course, he was talking about the children of Israel here because the Israel children of Israel was his chosen people. He said, if my people would just, who are called by my name, so we're children of God, would just stop, humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn. So you got to pray, you got to seek and you got to turn. Then he will hear from heaven. So God the Father is still talking to the Holy Spirit, even in the Old Testament. I will hear from heaven. And I will then forgive their sin and hear their land. Then his eyes will be open and his ears will be attentive to our prayers. So we have to turn. God wants to grant our requests, but he wants us to ask him. After asking God and the waiting period, then the waiting period begins. Now we know um, because Jesus, you know, Jesus came and he died for our sins and he won the victory in the end. We're working backwards. So, you know, the victory has already been won. All our prayers have already been answered. It's just a manifestating manifestation of those prayers that we're going to be asking God for. So the waiting begins once you finish praying now the waiting begins for the manifestation god is deepening deepening our insight into what it is we really need oftentimes we pray for things that god did not ordain for us to have there's his permissive will um, that he just allowed things to if this is what you want okay i'll permit it to happen knowing that this is not good for you but those things are lessons that God will have us learn when things are given to us and we're not ready for them or shouldn't even have them. Um, it broadens our appreciation for his answers when we have to sit and wait for God to manifest what has already been given to us. It lets us know and it gives us a deeper appreciation of, uh, of who he is and the gifts that he's given to us. Excuse me. I know sometimes when we uh, ask 
uh, I go back to parenting. Well, let, let me go here. Um, when our children ask us for certain things and we know they're not mature enough to handle them yet and we tell them that they have to wait and or they have to work to help to get that thing that they need um so when my son wanted my my oldest son adrian wanted um, a car the first car i bought for him but the second car he had to help to pay for and he had the the agreement was i would get the car in my name i would co-sign it for him but he had to make the car payments and he worked hard (laughs) he went to work and he worked hard and he made those car payments but he learned how to appreciate the second car more because it was his money that was paying for the car. And I believe God works the same way when he, we ask him for things and we have to endure and we have to wait for it to manifest. We come to appreciate his answers, whether it's a yes or a no. And if it's a no, we sit and then we ask, oh God, why didn't this happen? And then further down the line, we'll see Okay, Lord, you were protecting me from myself. (laughs) You were protecting me from myself and from what I thought I wanted and what I needed. But God always knows best. He always knows best. Number three, prayer is better than complaining to others. Oh, wow. Prayer is better than complaining to others. Let's go to Exodus 17 and 3. That's Genesis, Genesis, Exodus 17 and 3. But the people were thirsty for water there and they grumbled against Moses. They said, why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die in thirst? (laughs) Then Moses cried out to the Lord, what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, go out in front of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock of, of Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Messiah um, because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? This is exactly how we do things. The children of Israel complained to God about being in captivity by Pharaoh. Then they complained to God about being in the desert and rather he could take care of them. Some problems can be resolved by carefully um, giving careful thought or by rearranging our priorities. Discussion, good counsel, and some things only come by fasting and praying. Now, we know a lot of times we as humans just complain and complain and complain and complain. But sometimes we get out of the, uh, what is it, out of the frying pan into the fire you know, the, the, of course, if you're in the frying pan, you still got a little protection. But if you get out of the frying pan directly into the fire, there is no protection. So when we begin to complain about things, not seeing the lessons that are that's in, in the situation while you're in the situation, 
We start complaining to the Lord. Oh, I wish I was here looking at the grass, thinking it's greener on the other side. And then you end up getting it. And it's like, man, why did I do this? I think a lot of times, especially when it comes to jobs, if you're having a rough time, I know I, man, I'm like, I'm quit. Well, I won't quit, but I'm going to start looking for another job because this place is stressing me out. I can't focus at home. It's just too much. And then you start looking and you start looking online for other jobs or within in your company. You want to transfer. And then you start thinking, man, should I, should I really be looking for another position? Because I just might be getting out of the frying pan and into the fire. And then you start complaining to your co-workers and to your husband or your wife. It's like, man, my boss is crazy. Oh, man, these people are crazy. They don't know what they're doing. But yet you fail to pray. You don't pray and say, Lord, what should I do? What steps should I be taking? Should I be um, looking for another job or should I just stay just stay steadfast knowing that you're working all things out for my good. A lot of times we want to run not knowing the grass is not greener on the other side. I've been down that road before looking for something, thinking that was what, uh, what I have was not good and then end up getting into something I can barely get myself out of. Next scripture, Matthew 17 and 21 let's go there matthew 17 and 21 17 and 21 how be it this kind of goeth not out by prayer and fasting when you feel like complaining pray complaining only raises your level of stress yes lord (laughs) the more you complain the bigger it becomes. That's one thing my husband and I were talking uh, talking about when something um, has a magnifying glass um, on it. It's, it doesn't really get bigger. The, the object itself doesn't get bigger. It's just the way you're looking at it through a magnifying glass. It makes it seem bigger. So if you're reading a Bible and you have to get a magnifying glass to uh, make the words bigger, the words in the book didn't get bigger. It's just the way you began to look at it, which made it seem bigger, but the words really didn't get bigger. So the more we focus on something and the more we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, the bigger it becomes in our mind. The bigger we say, it's like we say you're making a mountain out of a molehill. It is not that serious. But if you continue to talk about it and complain about it, and of course, whatever you amplify magnifies that's what happens and when we sing we're not in the um the mic the the amplification of our voices are louder through this pa system but we're not singing any louder it's just that the sound in the pa system isn't making it seem bigger than what it is and that works the same way when we begin to complain but these kind can only come through fasting and praying guys we've got to stop complaining so in 2020 let's pray more and complain less prayer quiets our thoughts and prepares us to hear from god you can't pray and complain you can't do that either you're going to complain and be unhappy or you're going to pray and allow god to work it out for you 
Prayer can restore your relationship with God. Judges 16 and 28. So let's flip on back over there. Judges. We want your new year to not just be about weight loss. Uh, we want your new year to be about spiritual growth and um, breaking off some habits and things that you know you need to get rid of. <laughs> Let 2020 be about that as well. So Judges 16 and 28. 16 and 28. Let's go. Blah, blah, blah. 28. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me, please. God strengthen me just one more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, please remember me. Please remember me. These people done gouged out my eyes. I know I did wrong by... um getting up with um what was her name delilah samson and delilah yeah i know i was wrong for doing that but lord i know i went against what what um what my true call was i know i wasn't supposed to be messing with her i know she she cut my hair and i knew that wasn't supposed to happen and then they bind me up between the pillars and Oh my God, and they poked my eyes out. But Lord, hear me one more time. How many times have we said, Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise I won't do it again. Lord, I promise I won't do it again. But then we go and do it again. Oh my God, and he what? He gets us out of it again. That's the same thing Samson did. He said, Father, if you just get me out, because I really want to beat these people up. <laughs> I want to hurt them so bad. Well, I, cause they, they poked my eyes out. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. So Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might and down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus he killed many more people when he died than when he lived. But we don't want to kill people. We want to do what's right. So don't let guilt feelings over your sin keep you from your only means of restoration. That's talking to God. If you got to crawl back to him, he doesn't care. If you got to get on your hands and your knees. If you got bad knees and you need to put some pillars on the floor. And you need to get on your knees and pray and say, God, please forgive me. You bring me out of this. Don't say promise that I commit my life to you because I know it was only by your grace and your mercy that this situation didn't take me out. And it's because we don't make the right decisions. No matter how long you've been away from God, he is ready to hear from you and restore you to your right relationship with him. Remember, he never leaves us, nor does he forsake us. We leave him and we forsake him, but he is always there waiting for us, waiting, waiting, waiting for us just to come back to him. He desires to have relationships with us. When he, when you wake up in the morning, he's looking. He's probably saying, now I wonder if she's going to stop and say, thank you, Father. I wonder if he's going to stop and say, order my steps today. I wonder if he thinks that. 
<laughs> pray with deep respect from God. Pray with confidence in God's grace. Pray with humility and sincerity. And pray for others. Don't just pray for yourself. Pray for God. Pray for other people as well. Because we know um, there are some people who don't have relationships with the Lord and they only call and call out to him when they're in trouble. Um, but we as intercessors have to begin to pray for the world and pray for others who are less fortunate than we are. Uh, let's go to Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua 1 and 8. So we're going to talk about meditation. And meditation is a reflection and a contemplation and an understanding of what God wants us to do. That's Joshua, 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 Joshua 1 and 8. Here we go. The men of Judah. I mean, let me see. Make sure. Joshua. Oh, I'm in Judges. Joshua. I knew that didn't look right. Joshua 1 and 8. Here we go. Meditate on the word day and night so you may be sure to obey the word that is written in it. Meditating on that word day and night. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in the word. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So Joshua is saying to us, you got to stay in the word in order to be to be successful. I know there are a lot of books out here that talks about how to be successful, how to make money, how to do this and how to do that the, the world's way. But what does the Bible say? It says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Of course, we know we don't live under the law. We live under grace. However, the word is still true. If you meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Now, what does it mean to prosper? To be prosperous is not always about money. Uh, prosperous. Prosperous means successful in material. In flourishing materially, that's the world's way. Um, but not only that, he said he wants our soul to prosper. He wants our health to prosper. And when our soul and our health is prospering, then I believe everything else is going to prosper right along with it. Having everything you need, every need met today. Because he tells us not to worry about tomorrow. So as long as every need is met today, then we are prosperous. Meditation is obedient reflection on God's word. As you sit and study the word of God, the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything the Lord has promised. Let's go to John 14 and 26. The Holy Spirit was left as our comforter. So there should never be a time when you're sad. We talked about that last week. John 14 and 26. 14... And 26. Uh, all this I have spoken while, while still with you. 
but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, this is Jesus talking, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. I do not let you do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Yes, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit was an advocate, someone that speaks in your stead, whom the Father would send in my name, in Jesus' name, the Holy Spirit comes, and he will teach us all things and remind us of everything he has said to us. So the Holy Spirit is here to remind us of the things God has directed us to do. But it is through meditation that the Holy Spirit deals with us and our sin. You may say issues, but I say sin. Oh, that's an issue. That's a problem. It's probably a sin. But the Holy Spirit is not here just to remind us of our sin, but to remind us that Jesus says that he left his peace here for us. And he gave his peace here for us. He says, I do not give it to you as the world gives. So that we know the world gives and the world taketh away, taketh away. But Jesus doesn't do that. He gives it and it's yours forever. So he's saying, don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid because I left a comforter here. The advocate, our Holy Spirit is here in Jesus' name. Let's go to Luke 5 and 16. Luke 5 and 16. Matthew, Mark, Luke 5 and 16. Here we go. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Yes. Jesus went to the wilderness to pray. Why? Nobody was hanging out in the wilderness. That's why I say it's always important that you find a quiet spot, whether it's in your car, whether it's in your house, whether it's outdoors. Uh, If you don't have a prayer closet at home, find a space somewhere Make that a priority. This is the first week of January 2020. Find a spot where you and God can spend time alone. Even Jesus withdrew to a lonely place and prayed. Lonely and by himself. Nobody wants to be in a lonely place. So nine times out of ten, if you find a lonely place, you're going to be the only one there. (laughs) You can take Jesus with you because he doesn't mind being in lonely places. So taken there. No one is hanging out in the wilderness. There is a quietness in the wilderness. And you can hear clear in the wilderness. Now, most people, if you follow me, you know, I, I really love the Alaskan shows. You know, they're out there in the wilderness. And um, it there, there's no distractions. It's just them in, in their homestead, in their land. Can you imagine just sitting out there still? No sirens, no horns, just not a lot of people talking. It's just you and God. Just still away, still away home to Jesus. One of those old folk songs. 
in order to hear a fresh word from the Lord, there has got to be a pulling away. You must receive fresh oil, fresh light, fresh power from God by prayer and meditation. A man cannot give anything until he receives it. So you can't give a word from God until you receive a word from God. And no man can be successful in ministry if he does not spend time with God. For the excellence in power comes from God. We can't create excellence on our own. He's given us the ability to obtain wealth, to obtain prosperity, to be successful. But we have to spend time because yesterday's grace can't be used. His, his Yesterday's mercy can't be used for today. His mercies are new every morning. His oil is new every day. So we have to seek him every day. Luke 6, 12. Let's go there. We're coming close to the end of our Bible study. This is so good. I, I just want everybody to make 2020 uh, your best year. We say that. That's such a cliche. But let, let 2020 be the year you really, really spend time with God. One of these days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, who he called, who he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Ephesus, Simon, who was called the Zealite, the Zealite, Judas, son of James, and Judas Issachar, who became a traitor. We have to have a core a team around us. When we're responsible for others, especially as intercessors, there has to be time of pulling away, just like Jesus, who not only pulled away, but he told his disciples, look, guys, we have to spend time away from all the noise. He chose 12 men to help him carry out the mission that he knew his father had, had basically created him to do. He knew his purpose, but he knew he couldn't do it by himself. And he knew he wasn't going to always be here. So he had to get a team together, these 12 disciples. Each individual has specific needs. Not all are the same. So how are we able to minister to that need if God hasn't first revealed it to us? What is the real need people have? God reveals things to us through visions and dreams and he speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. But in order to hear that, we have to seek God and find out what it is he wants us to say. And if we and if we are dealing with our own strongholds, we really need to spend time with the Lord and find out what those things are that uh, we need to let go of. What do you need to shed off this year? You know, as we grow strong in the Lord. Discernment comes from that through meditation. You have the desire for certain things. Why do I lie? Why do I steal? Why do I cheat? Why do I curse? Why do I cer do certain things? Seek the Holy Spirit. He'll let you know. 
James 5 and 16 says for us to confess our faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So don't think it, um, uh, it's not necessary to pray because we are our brother's keepers. We should pray for those that despitefully use us. We should pray uh, for those people that we love and care about. We should do that. But if you're in a place where you're not connected with God and you're really not hearing from him, you need to really begin to spend time with him. Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. When we pray with power, we're taking authority over the enemy and casting down every thought and imagination that wants to exalt itself before us. Even through Solomon, God, you know, remember Solomon built this beautiful temple, but he said, if the people don't stop acting crazy and serving other gods, backbiting, talking about each other and doing crazy things, I'm not even going to show up. So if God, God is saying the people have got to do better, then I will show up. He will establish his throne and his kingdom according to how we, how David commanded back in the day. So his throne will be established based on how we treat other people, based on, on our relationship with him. Because he says no other God can be before him. He's a jealous God. Nothing can come before him. So everything we do has to be God-centered. It has to be first. God has to be first in your life. When you hit that floor in the mornings, you need to be saying, Father God, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for my life, my health, and my strength. And you take, if it's only five or ten minutes, you sit in a quiet space. And you just allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to you. And if you have um, the uh, Bible app on your phone, find the scripture for the day and read on that scripture. And when you do get more time and you have time to really sit and listen to the Holy Spirit, get you a pen and a pad and jot down what he's saying to you. This was good for me because... The more I study and to prepare for the lessons, it just feeds my soul and just makes me want to do more for him. And I'm just excited for 2020. I pray that you all are excited for what God is going to be doing for you all. And if um, you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I offer Christ to you today. All you have to do is say, Father God, I believe you were born. I believe you died on a cross for my sin and you rose for the, on the third day. And I accept you into my heart. It's that simple. Connect yourself with the word-based church where you can grow in his word and in the knowledge. And you will find yourself growing stronger the more you study the more you get involved you'll find yourself growing every day as my baby max says baby steps miss lisa baby steps 
So we're all taking baby steps together. And eventually we'll grow up and be strong in the Lord and become great disciples. Just like the the 12 apostles that the Lord chose, that Jesus chose to help him do ministry in this world. Let's close out in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We honor your name. We just thank you for this time of study as we learn how to spend time with you and the importance of hearing your voice through the Holy Spirit. We ask that this 2020, year of 2020, be one of uh, spiritual growth, one of insight, one that will show uh, you mighty in this world. We will not be ashamed. We will not be silent. We will stand tall and in confidence as we pray to you as we spread the word of of your gospel to those that are in need we will share the good news to all we meet all i got for you is jesus that's what we will share to the world your name and your voice we believe it in jesus name we pray amen now you go and make it a wonderful day remember to smile every day show up every day and succeed every day a centered soul is a centered mind be blessed thank you for listening to the finding peace within podcast with lisa l dalton you can find me on instagram at lisa wilson dalton you can follow me on facebook at Lisa Wilson Dalton and follow me on Twitter at I am Lisa L. Dalton. I even have a website, findingpeacewithin.org, where you can read some of my blogs, you can find the books that I've written, and even some of the workout videos that I've created. Until next time, remember to find peace within. A centered soul is a centered mind.